Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Welcome to the Conservative Crusader with GOP Josh. Got a nice panel here in Washington, D.C. for a training conference that we don't disclose because of possible connections that may not be too, frankly, kind to the movement. But we are here. Got a great panel of patriots beside me as well as our cameraman. Say hello, cameraman. Hello, cameraman. (laughs) Very cool. Thank you, Mr. Cameraman. We have, let's start on my left side here, my furthest left. Introduce yourself. Say your name and who you support in the 2024 primary. Express and I'm back in Ron DeSantis. Great, great conversation already. Meatball Ron, Ron DeSantimonia supporter here. Next we have a, a name I'm very familiar with. I'm sure you are too. James Ruman. Uh, introduce yourself, James. Well, uh, Josh said it. I am uh, James Ruman. I'm very happy to be here. I am not uh, supporting any candidate officially, but I think as my comments will reveal, I'm leaning towards one side. And I did not mean to butcher your name. I'm sorry, man. I apologize. We have the next. I'm going to let him introduce himself. He's such a patriot. Welcome to the program, sir. He is the single-handedly saving Arizona for uh, for the country. Arizona. I'm Nico Delgado. I am currently neutral in the primary. All right. This is very cool, and I know you're connected to some great patriots that support Donald Trump, so we're very excited for this conversation here. I want to kind of set the bar. We have uh, one Trump supporter, one DeSantis supporter, two neutral people. Um, Meatball Ron supporter here as well. Uh, so we're going to kind of get it in here as well, kind of start the show. Um, first of all, I want to thank our Patreons for making this possible. Patreon.com slash GOP Josh. You can support the program for as little as $3 a month. And then our Fiverr link, uh, bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, allows you to support the program with a gig on Fiverr. It's $5 maximum uh, over there or even higher uh, using that link as well. And then Blackout Coffee, use code TSMS to support the entire Red Future Radio Network. That is TSMS. And we are hopping in now. All right. So let's start this program here. Let's first start with the man of the hour, the DeSantis supporter. And you don't have to hold the camera the whole time. You can sit on a draw. You can sit it down. Um, I'm going to start the show here. Um, Why do you support Meatball Run over the winner of the 2020 election, Donald J. Trump? A couple reasons. All right. right, First off, I like meatballs. I think it's a fair point. I like meatballs. Uh, But also, you know, great great governor of Florida – He's the reason that he's the reason that President Trump lives in Florida. Um, he's pop. He, yeah, come on. That's not true. He, he moved under his administration, and you're gonna let me talk. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. We're gonna keep countering each other, so it's whatever. Um, but, uh, but, but, but Trump moved to Florida under uh, under DeSantis' administration because of how well he was doing. Um, he's uh, he's he's very po- he's very popular in the right states, you know. Uh, you know, with uh, with Ron as nominee, we're gonna we're gonna get Nevada, we're gonna get Arizona, we're gonna get Georgia. We might not get Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm willing to be honest about that. We might not get Pennsylvania, but 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 if we want to talk about electoral votes, Trump's not winning Georgia, okay? He's not winning Arizona. He's not winning Arizona because because uh, of the McCainites, and I think and I think Nico, Nico can back me up on this. I absolutely All right, he's, uh, we can argue about that later. All right. I forget, um, hopping in here as well. Uh, Donald Trump actually bought Mar-a-Lago in the 80s. 
I don't believe Ron DeSantis was governor uh, in the 80s. I don't believe he was in politics in the 80s. So I don't know how he can uh, move there in 2018 after buying it in, uh, in the 80s unless he time-traveled um, because of Ron DeSantis. Uh, James uh, Riemann here wanted to hop in, so let's let, let's let James talk. Well, there are a select number of reasons that Mr. Trump would relocate permanently to Florida. I mean, he's an old man, so there is the weather. Um, there is the incredible golf, which you don't see in New York City. He's a big golfer, uh, as are we all. I mean, I'm, I like to dabble in the sport of golf a little bit. Um, and, I mean, I can't blame the, the former president for doing that. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I can't blame him. And, of course, you know, the weather and the political connections. If he had planned not to run for president again, which we all know that's what he was planning on doing, he could always seek a office in Florida, which I think was something that he was considering. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you guys think about that, but there's a lot of reasons he could have gone to Florida. I don't think Ron DeSantis was the deciding number that sent him to Florida. I'm willing to admit that I was wrong on my first point. If he bought, if he bought, if he bought Mar-a-Lago back in the 80s, you know that's fair, but, um, but, uh, but I do think it's fair to acknowledge that that um, Trump, uh, Trump, Trump is living in Florida. I, I, I think we can, all, we can all acknowledge that, and he talk and, and he talks about how how it's much better under under folks like Chris, uh, not Chris, not Chris Christie, <laughs> Char, uh, cholesterol, Christie. cholesterol Christie, folks. Whatever his name is, Chris. Um, but uh, you talking about how you talking about how much better Florida was? It's not true. Flo Florida's doing great right now. But um, uh, but I think it's fair to acknowledge that that Trump does does live in Florida, and DeSantis is the governor. All right, we're gonna let Nico Delgado know. So, whether you support DeSantis or not, you you have to admit his campaign is a train wreck right now. His his announcement was awful. He is he has no charisma. He's sweating all over the place. He's doing terrible. It's just terrible optics right now. But you also have to think about the fact that Trump is attacking him, saying Andrew Cuomo did a better job at COVID than DeSantis did, and that's just completely false. Um, I think Trump and DeSantis need to both start realizing that they were best friends literally, what, four years ago, and now they're attacking each other relentlessly, especially Trump to DeSantis, but there's no doubt that Ron DeSantis is a great governor. Anybody who says otherwise is terrible, and even comparing him to Andrew Cuomo is disgusting. James hopping in here as well. I'm just kind of the moderator. You know, this is my show. There's the moderator. I mean, you don't need to say who's hopping in, Josh, but, you know, it's your show. I won't make the rules. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not on either side. I've said that. And I think that's where my biggest critique of DeSantis comes in. I mean, hell, Christina Pusha was out here arguing with our friend GOP Josh here on day one. Day one. Got Gavin Wax fired. You know, they're running their campaign so unprofessionally. They're talking about issues that do not matter to normal people. Normal people want to know, how are you going to get my energy prices to go down? How are you going to get our home prices to go down? How are you going to fix infrastructure? And how are you going to get jobs back in this country? Gonna hop in here really quick. Uh, make sure you check out our Patreon.com voice line here if you'd like to hop into the show for a possible next episode. Call into the program. It's five seven GOP Josh seven five seven four six seven five sixty seven forty seven. And now, after filling all of our contractual obligations, you can have the floor. Thank you very much. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Let me tell you what. Um, he's got sponsorships. It's insane. But um, uh, but uh, but listen, all of these critiques of Ron DeSantis, I think they're very fair. 
I don't think that Ron DeSantis is the God-sent candidate that uh, that a lot of folks on on Twitter say is. I think I think we have the best shot with him, but uh, but, but he's but he's not but he's not God-sent. All right, here. So I, I don't think it's fair to say any candidate is God sent for a primary. It's worth remembering that Twitter is not real life. It is true, uh, and I think it's very important here, optically speaking. And I'm not attacking Ron DeSantis here. I'm just saying, generally speaking, you don't announce your campaign on Twitter if you're not primarily on Twitter, right? You're not gonna see Chris Christie with no momentum announcing his campaign on Twitter. You're not gonna see Ron DeSantis with no momentum in real life announcing his campaign in Iowa. Right, that was his second plan. Where we like, what, 200 people showed up for his campaign announcement in Iowa. No one cared. Um, after the Twitter Spaces failed, it made news, and I think it was intentionally made to fail. If uh, game launches on YouTube at the same time can get 700,000, 800,000 uh, concurrent viewers, the Twitter Space not being able to ha handle 100,000, but Robert F. Kennedy's three days later was able to. I think it was kind of planned there as well. You can easily flip a switch, make the server issues happen. Um, I think it was a coordinated a media attempt to get him in the news, and I'll let James take over here. Yeah, I'd like to add to that. I think, you know, it could be a cause for sympathy, like, oh, well, you know, maybe I think it's really cool. They're just trying to be an innovator, and, like, uh, we, we heard this uh, Reagan speech earlier about, you know, the, um, the disaster, the Challenger disaster, and he said, that, you know, innovation is not without disaster, and, um, you know, maybe that's what they were trying to do to get sympathy for the campaign. I, that's a long shot, honestly, but it's the unprofessional conduct of the campaign not being able to hold an in-person real rally. Like, who does that? Doug Burgum was able to hold a rally in North Dakota and get 300 people in there, or, like, however much he had. So I'll hand it back to Josh. All right, and really quickly here, folks, we have to go to a break for our commercial sponsors and our partnerships. We'll be right back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. Make sure you go to gopjosh.com, and we will be right back after this. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. I'm your host, GOP Josh. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, GOP Josh 20, almost to 12K. Very close as well as Nico Delgado here, Nico Delgado AZ. Get the rest of you here in just a minute. But first, I have to tell you about our friends over at Fiverr. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for uh, digital services and uh, can offer both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. You need voiceovers, you need overlays, you need, uh, I don't know, logo design, translation services. I think he can do most translation that we need over here as well. Uh, and you, maybe you should go on Fiverr. And if you do go on Fiverr, make sure you uh, use bit.oi. That's the website, slash GOP Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, F-I-V-E-R-R, B-I-T to L-Y slash GOP Josh Fiverr. Helps support the program and get a great gig at Fiverr today. And now we're going to pass the floor over to Nico Delgado. <laughs> <laughs> I'm snacking over here. So um, we were talking about DeSantis's announcement on Twitter. Um, I think that was planned. I think they were supposed to... So he could be in the news all day about how he broke the internet. So many people came to show up. It was a planned optics thing, but I think it failed miserably for them, and that was just the start of a terrible campaign. You're very right there. So I want to I want to keep with you for a second, Nico. If you're not uh, too busy snacking here, uh, you're from Arizona. We know uh, you're pretty popular on Twitter. You're a good friend with uh, Carrie Lake, um, and we had our first guest here mention that Arizona's a lost cause, even with Ron DeSantis. Am I right? So I said, I, I said, I don't, I don't think Trump can win Arizona because of the McCainites. He said Trump can't win because of the McCain, uh, the the McCainites. So, so what do you think of that, Nico? You're from the state, never been there. So, uh, what do you say? Well, 
Trump won the 2016 primary in Arizona, so I think that shows enough. A majority of the Republican Party supports him out there. Carrie Lake won her primary. Blake Masters won her primary. Abe Hominay won her I mean, yeah, his primary. Abe Hominay won his primary. Mark Fincham won his primary. Every single Trump-endorsed candidate, major Trump-endorsed candidate, won their primaries in Arizona. The McCainites don't run as much as people think they do anymore. I'm not talking about the primary, though. I'm sure... I'm, I have, I have like no. I think I think Trump I think Trump I think Trump has a very clear path to, to the GOP nomination. I think I think it's very likely that he is the nominee. I'm talking about the general though. I'm talking about the general. I, I, I'm, I think that. I, I think that with the McCainites, I think, I, I think I think the general they're gonna end up, they're gonna end up turning to Biden like they did in 2020, unfortunately. Well. If Trump's winning the primary, which the McCainites vote in, clearly they're not making that much of a difference. Trump won the primary in 2016. Trump obviously won the primary in 2020. But it, just because a state went blue last time doesn't mean it. Trump flipped all five states um, that flipped again in 2020 and possibly can flip again. Um, but the McCainites are not gonna are not gonna kill Trump. Yeah, and no, I would agree. I mean, he could flip those seats back if he uses the right messaging. He needs to go back to the 2016 messaging. You know, we, we need to get jobs back. We need to get border security back. We need to get, you know, need to get China under control. And the um, DeSantis platform of going after woke, 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 uh, you know, social issues that people on Twitter just care too much about, honestly. I'm sorry for all the Twitter viewers. Um, I, I, I'm, I am truly sorry. They are important issues. This is going on Twitter, by the way. So you follow him and, and hate on him on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, those are really important issues. You know, protecting children is really important. Fighting back against uh, the cultural, you know, change that's happening in our country is really important. But those are not the kitchen table issues that win elections. As well. So we were talking about 2020, talking about 2016. A lot of it was we didn't have the same rules in place in 2020, and I'm not going to scream, not going to scream fraud, not going to scream Dinesh D'Souza, 2,000 mules, although it's a very important uh, piece of literature and, and documentary there. But we really haven't taken advantage of ballot harvesting. We haven't taken advantage of ballot chasing as the left has. Trump has committed to that, uh, even if Mike Lindell is ashamed of that. Uh, he has committed to that, and Mike Lindell, no offense to the guy, he's a very nice guy, should stick to pillows, great pillow guy, great pillows, great sheets, great slippers. All right, very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, he's his friend's uncle, apparently. Um, but we really need to work on like what Scott Pressler is working on, what Turning Points recently made an initiative to do. And if we have that initiative in all five swing states, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Nevada, we really can flip in 2024 no matter who the nominee is. And I really think uh, debating the primary based on who's going to win the nomination uh, to win the general is kind of a stupid reason to have a primary in the first place. 100%. And I love what you said about Scott Pressler. Scott, if you're watching, thank you for the follow this morning. I love the work you're doing. I'd love to help you out with that. That's all I had to say. I just had to plug that. Well, we're trying to get him booked for the show, so just uh, stay tuned. Would be great. Um, uh, I was saying Scott follows oh, me, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was just saying a Scott follow. I thought he was trying to talk. All right. Um, but, li uh, but listen, yeah, you know, I, I think I, I think any candidate can win on – on the right messaging, um, but like, uh, uh, but like you guys are saying, you know, uh, Trump, uh, Trump right now, I, th 
I don't think it's unfair to say he. I don't think it's unfair to say he has a bit. He has a bit of a stigma. I don't think that's unfair to say. Sure. He's got a bit of a stigma. Indep- I'm. I'm not sure if independents really love him. It doesn't look like it. Pe- people generally. People generally don't really like him. It could. It could be because of the media. It could be. It could be. It could be because of something he said. It, it could be anything. It could be anything. But um. But um. But if we could go back to like 2016, Donald Trump, we could. He could give us a good shot. I agree, but uh, but but realistically, I just don't see that happening. Unfortunately. I want to hop in here as someone closely following the Trump campaign. Obviously, I have issued my complete and total endorsement for Donald J. Trump in the 2024 primary. I will be an Ohio primary voter for Donald J. Trump. And when you really look at this here, with the team he's putting around him, he has Stephen Chung on comms like 2016. He has Jason Miller back. He has a lot of great people in his inner circle like we had in 2016. He's going back to the 2016 optics when he's not being prosecuted for standing for you. Remember the reason he's being prosecuted is stupid theatrics. They're offering him 500 years in prison as a maximum sentence for no reason, for no serious charges. And you really have to look at that and think, yeah, it's going to have a very little effect on public opinion of Donald Trump. Obviously, if Trump's not liked, he's not liked. Right. But people realize that if you're being prosecuted, you're probably doing the right thing. I think we've seen this a lot with Donald Trump, with other political prisoners throughout history and without what's going on in the United States right now. And people are going to wake up and realize before the primary is over, before the general, that he's actually fighting for us. And, and they wouldn't prosecute someone doing the wrong thing because the wrong thing's what they really want. And they being the globalist, the uniparty, the rhinos. Uh, so I'm going to hop in here, Nico. Eat some beef jerky. Uh, yeah, beef jerky in the studio. Let's go. Yeah. Well, no, no. All right, Nico. <laughs> the the Sun Belt's where we need to focus. We don't need to focus on Michigan or Pennsylvania. Um, I'm not saying completely ignore them. Still ballot harvest and stuff, but major funding: Nevada, Arizona, Georgia. If we don't win those three states, we will not win the election. We, I th- out of the Rust Belt, Wisconsin, we need to focus on. Ohio's safe for us. I'm not concerned about that. Florida's safe for us. So. Nevada, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, four states, no matter who the nominee is, those are the four states we need to focus on because I I just don't see a state that elects John Fetterman or Gretchen Whitmer just last year voting for a Republican anytime soon. You also have to remember that in those Rust Belt states, the worker population is declining. So it is different. It's a different environment than it was in 2016. You know, the factories are not as prevalent because of, you know, declining jobs that have gone overseas. And that is something that needs to be accounted for in strategy. You still need to talk about bringing those jobs back because there are communities like I'm sure you know in Ohio that have been shelled out by the lack of industry. Uh, We have before all the new industry moved into my home state in Colorado, we had mining towns that are empty. You ever heard of a ghost town, folks? I'm sure you've heard of a ghost town. There's hundreds of them scattered across the Rockies, and it's because industry ran up. If we let our industry run out, that's going to be the defining issue of the next decade. That's what it's really going to come down to, is can we bring back industry? That should be the number one priority for any Republican candidate, because that's what we need to build infrastructure to win. And I want to mention something about Ohio here really quick. With what Republicans have done in the state of Ohio, I'm going to applaud Mike DeWine on this at Intel. I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Intel and developments coming in town out of Licking County, Ohio. It's going to be huge. Uh, two big microchip factories going into the state of Ohio, or semiconductor cha- uh, factories, or whatever they might be. Uh, There's one coming into Arizona, too. Going into Arizona as well. That's going to have a massive effect on the surrounding areas as well in favor of Republicans, because it's Mike DeWine.
line, and the Republican uh, Congress that has uh, accounted for that, Mike Carey, great congressman, have sponsored the bill to bring those to Licking County, Ohio. That's going to have positive effects on the entire state of Ohio, all the way up uh, to Lake Erie. It's going to have effects on Michigan and Pennsylvania, and it's going to look good on Republicans. And I don't think we're accounting in that, in, in the big thing, bringing industry back. Industry talents have consistently, that are not unionized, they're not crazy radical leftists unionized, uh, are going in there and, and vote Republican. And when they have the freedom, they have the, the freedom to think for themselves. I'm not going anti-union here, just anti-unions endorsing candidates. Uh, when, when the workers have the right to say they vote Republican generally because Republicans stand for them and keeping the money they work hard for, and I think that's going to be a defining issue, especially with intel like going into Arizona, going into Ohio, going in across the country. Uh, it's going to have a, a major effect around everything, and I think we're going to see a, a boost because of it. And that's general, not speaking Donald Trump, not speaking Ron DeSantis. I think it's just generally speaking, Republicans are going to uh, benefit because of that. Probably also help the Republican nominee in the U.S. Senate race in Ohio too. So uh, James, hop in really quick, and then we're uh, we're about yes, time. Yes, quick thing, and I'll make this really good. They say that money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy access. It buys you cheaper gas, buys you better houses, buys you better school for your kids. And, uh, you know, that's everybody says that the family is the building block for a society, but you can't have a family without money. It is super expensive to start a family in this country now because of inflation and runaway policies and debt and all that. I think it's what, like $9,000, $90,000 a person. You can't have a functioning society without a family, and that's what the GOP should be focusing on to win. And I, I hate to cut you off here. Uh, I can give you 20 seconds, but we're almost out of time. Uh, but listen, um, um, in the end, we all agree on the same stuff. We all, uh, we all want to bring down inflation. We all agree. Bi we all agree. Joe Biden has done terrible things to this country. So, uh, so listen. So for me, I don't care if it's Ron DeSantis. Donald Trump, it, c it could be Doug Burgum, Vivek Ramaswamy, for all God I care. Burgum for all I care. Perry, really. Johnson. Perry, Perry, John Johnson. Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson. Perry Johnson. For all I care. Whoever it is, we need to vote Republican this cycle. Going a little over time here because I want to give a chance for all of our great panelists. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're running a little sh uh, short on time here. I want to give a chance for all of you to promote yourself here on the program and just have a chance. Not charging you for the for this spot. This is a very valuable time slot here. Uh, so, so go around the room starting with Nico. And we'll, we'll go around the uh, counterclockwise. You can follow me on all social medias, Nico Delgado, AZ. All right, now let's go to the one and only James here. My name's a little bit harder than that, but it is um, James Riemann, R-U-E-H-M-E-N-N, all across social media. Love to see you there. R-U-E, right? R-U-E, yes. I'm Lucas Press, New York, on Twitter. I'm running for New York State Teen Republican Vice Chair. I'm, I'm honored to have the endorsement of, of every single other panelist here, including GOP Josh himself. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter. All right, and they will all be tagged. If you're watching this on Elon Musk's Twitter, they'll all be tagged here in the post. Uh, real quick, I am proud to endorse uh, this gentleman over here for this position. Uh, even though he is a DeSantis supporter, you know, we gotta got to cross party lines sometimes, cross movement lines here for here for the great uh, greater cause. So thank you all for being here, and thank you all for listening. We're going to go out uh, into the common area, ask some people Trump or DeSantis, and then we will uh, wrap it up there. So thank you all for listening. We'll be right back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. Hey, everyone. It's Joe P. Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash theconservativecrusader. 
for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Feature Radio Network, brought to you by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOP Josh. And our voicemail line is 574-675-6747. 57GOPJosh7 is our phone number. Leave me a voicemail or a text message through that line, and you may be on the program. Joining us now is a great young patriot, or at least I think he is great. We'll find out here in just a second. What's your name, sir? I'm Lane Brown. Lane Brown. And who are you supporting for the 2024 nomination for Republican president? I'm supporting Ron DeSantis. Why are you supporting Ron DeSantis? Well, I'm supporting Ron DeSantis simply because he can take the woke out of America just like he did in Florida. He can also win the 2024 election. Donald Trump cannot win the 2024 election. He's already made too many independent voters mad. He's got this indictment on his hands. Ron DeSantis comes with no baggage. No baggage whatsoever, and we can win with that. We will start, first of all, on the first question here. Let's go into the rooms. Uh, first question here. So you said he will take wokes out of school. Do you believe woke is a kitchen table issue affecting the majority of Americans at this point? Yes, I do. Uh, what does woke mean? Woke is, uh, woke is like Hillary Clinton. Oh, so stupid. Hillary Clinton is a, is a kitchen table issue. Social justice. Okay, social justice. So, so what do you mean taking the woke out of society, taking the social justice out of society? How do you... How do you legislate that as president? Well, I think you legislate it just like he's legislated it in Florida. By doing what exactly? Um, taking, you know, where where you're learning at this young age with books, um, how to chop off your penis or, or, or how to masturbate. Like, kids like that don't need to be learning that. You know, drag shows. These people want you to believe in this stuff, so when you get older, you vote left. And we have someone in Florida who's taking care of that. Do you believe we can uh, do that on the federal level? Yeah. I believe have the, the, the power to take certain books out of libraries on the federal level? Well, I don't think it could happen on the federal level because, you know, that goes against everything that we, we believe in, which is gov not no government overreach. So, But you've got to have a president who's going to pressure the states to do that. And we have someone in Florida and my governor who are taking precautions against people like this. So, Isn't that an overreach of a federal power trying to pressure states to do actions like that? I don't think it's federal overreach to pressure states to do Pretty much any of that, because if you have a strong conservative uh, governor, they're not going to uh, listen to, to Joe Biden if he comes in and says, you've got to mandate mask. It's all about, you know, pressure is really about, you know, trying to get them to do something that you believe in. But if you don't, you know, you don't believe in peer pressure and you don't do peer pressure, you're not going to you're not going to give in. So. so so do you believe uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, if he isn't the president, he can still have that pressure as a, as a prominent conservative figure? Uh, do you believe he could go on tours and speak to the governor? What power does the president have besides just peer pressure to make these people do the, the woke that you're talking about and stop the woke that you're talking about? Yeah, so I think Ron DeSantis can easily, if he doesn't win the nomination, he's still going to be a phenomenal governor, and he's still a great conservative. No matter what anyone says, Ron DeSantis is a conservative. He's a proven conservative. He has that track record. No matter what Donald Trump says, no matter what maggot supporters say, he's not a rhino. He's not an opportunist. He simply wants to win the 2024 election, just like me um, and a couple of other and, and many other students uh, that are actually here tonight support Ron DeSantis. So I think that Ron DeSantis, as president, can pressure governors to do that. He has the ability. Um, he's influenced many uh, governors across the states, um, across the United States, and I think he can do even more as president. What power comes with the presidency to, to make that happen? 
Well, like I said, I think it's more. Is it just a title, or is it's it? A, yeah, it's an influence title type of deal. I don't think there's like true power that he can go in and do it. But when you have the influence as president, people start looking up to you. you know, we looked up to Donald Trump, and we we practically followed Donald Trump, and you know did everything that you know he wanted to do. States followed Donald Trump, did what Donald Trump wanted to bring in to the United States, and helped him bring in that agenda. So I but think. Yeah, yeah. But Donald Trump had the kind of identity around him where he'd say, if you don't do what I do, you're going to get primaried, as he did successfully in many cases. Do you think Ron DeSantis has the following, like Donald Trump, to be able to primary anyone that doesn't listen? Well, I don't think uh, politics is about if you don't listen to me, then you're going to get you know, primaried and removed. But, but you're talking about the influence here of the, of the yeah. presidency. Uh, how can you have that influence without a consequence of not listening? Is it just like a, a, well, follow me for fun? I mean, you have to have some sort of power, some sort of some, uh, challenge, so to speak, to the status quo in some way to get, say, dude, you're going to get fired if you don't listen to me and listen to the power we have. If you're really talking about peer pressuring on woke, how can you do that without that power and that, that influence of the American people? Well, I think that there's many ways than primarying one of your opponents that doesn't necessarily agree with you that's on the Republican side. And I think that we've seen this across the United States, especially in 2022, when we had prominent races that Donald Trump handpicked the candidates and we lost those states. For, for example, Pennsylvania and Georgia, Arizona. So when we look at those handpicked Donald Trump states then um, and you know candidates and we've lost them, I think it's time really for us to move on. And no, I'm not saying that you know you should get primaried if you don't listen to us. There's way more things, there's way more political things that go on that make people do things that um, they don't want to do. Uh, I mean, look at all the people that were on the debate stage with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump absolutely destroyed all of them in 2016 and clowned all of them. Um, for one, Ted Cruz. Now they're like best friends. Um, so there's a lot of political things that go on that we don't even know about that I think that can get done. All right, here. I want to bring in, uh, if he's available, are you, are you good for a second, Nico? All right, so Nico here, he is from Arizona. You mentioned Arizona. You mentioned uh, Trump's influence there where his uh, also DeSantis-endorsed candidates lost the general election. Uh, what do you think actually went down in Arizona to made, make the Republicans lose? I think only certain Republicans really lost. I think Kerry Lake won. I believe Abe Hamaday, even the Democrats believe Abe Hamaday won. He lost by 280 votes, closest election in the state's history. Um, we have a... Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, not a single one of them supported Carrie Lake. They all supported Katie Hobbs. We had a Maricopa County um, recorder who had a super PAC against Carrie Lake, and then the Secretary of State was Katie Hobbs herself. So uh, there's, it's not a fair election when every single person running it is clearly fighting against you, and I think that's something DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters can all agree on. But overall, I think I, I, I believe we have a very strong chance at pulling this uh, off in 2024, especially considering Kirsten Cinema is running third party on the ballot, which I think is going to shake a lot of things up in the presidential race more than the presidential race is going to shake up the Senate race. And we're going to kind of wrap this up here very quickly. So I want to give you both a chance for joining us here to, to shout yourself out and give final thoughts. So I'll start with you, Lane. Yeah, so uh, Josh is actually really great. We may have different ideas, especially when it comes to the Trump and DeSantis, but he's doing great work for the youth conservative. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, you know, you can give me a follow at Lane on Twitter at LaneBrown underscore three, um, and that's primarily where I post everything. Thank you, Lane and, and Nico. We've shouted out prior. Nico Degato, AZ on Twitter. So thank you very much for your time, and I hope yeah. you have a great rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much. All right.